This is Werewolf the Podcast, a podcast about the role-playing game, Werewolf the Apocalypse. Have you heard of high-level games? If you're a content creator looking to make your dream a reality, you need high-level games. High-level games does layout, editing, and development support such as Kickstarter and more. Even if you're not a creator and just want to enhance your game with exciting new supplements, go to highlevelgames.ca and check out Dark New England for V20. High-level games. We want to help you level up your role-playing game. Highlevelgames.ca Welcome to another episode of Werewolf the Podcast. I am your main host, Josh Heath, and usually we are joined by Carrie, my wonderful co-host, and she and I will be talking about a book in the near future. But today we've got a slightly different conversation that I'm excited to have uh, for folks that have been following social media and uh, press releases and things like that, you might know that something big is coming in the world werewolf land. But before we jump into that, I want to remind people that we have a Patreon and that you be- can become a backer of the Patreon. Patron, you can become a patron of the Patreon. I'll put words together eventually correctly. As one of the benefits for that um, package, for that patronage, you uh, can get into our persistent World of Darkness game called A World of Rage. So I definitely recommend checking that out if it's something you're interested in, supporting Werewolf the Podcast and our discussions about Werewolf, both past and future. So today we are joined by Ivan Van Norman of Hunters Entertainment. Welcome aboard, Ivan. How are you today? <laughs> Thank you, Josh, for having me. I'm uh, delightful. Um, thanks for uh, bringing me on board. Absolutely. I'm very excited to have this conversation because what we're talking about is the Werewolf 5th Edition Woo! announcement, which is huge. <laughs> Yeah, it's exciting. just the announcement. Yeah, we're. Uh, I think it literally was just two days ago at this point. So you were you were right on the pulse, Josh. Um, and um, I think uh, it was fresh from PAX Unplugged, and then um, I got on the plane, and here we are. So you know. Awesome. Yeah, so we just announced 5th edition, uh, at least the partnership with uh, Paradox Entertainment um, and and Hunters. Um, there is a third person involved in this whole process, and that is Renegade Game Studios as well, too, who's going to be uh, distributing the book as well. Which is an awesome, I think it's a little less common for the RPG industry to have that sort of uh, tri-partnership, but it's a little bit more common in the video game space. Is that true? Yeah, it is. Mostly because, you know, it's difficult because everyone has their strengths. And Renegade has always been an amazing marketing and logistic partner. And what that does is it really allows us to focus on development. Um, It's easy to try to save costs and, you know, try to be in-house for as everything that's been happening. But what I've been noticing more and more, especially in the hobby and uh, board and card industry, is that uh, people are, are consolidating. You know, there's just so many companies and so much content out there that, that people are truly finding ways to partner up and be able to play to their strengths. You know, and, and Renegade has been amazing and been supportive with us on all of our projects moving forward. And it has really opened up more for development on our side, for sure. Yeah. That's awesome. And I think there is so much uh, intelligence in, hey, I'm really good at this and you are really good at that. Let's um, join forces like a pack and get a totem called Paradox Entertainment. 
Yes. <laughs> and then go out. And let's go out and hunt. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about who you are. I, I know a little bit about you, um, I, but I'm not a, a big fan of yours. I know some folks are like, hey, I know this name and the things that you're into. And some of my listeners might be as well. But tell me more about who you are. Oh, sure. Yeah. So Ivan Van Norman. Um, I kind of have a weird uh, space. I, I exist between two worlds, not mm-hmm. unlike Garu, which is my material side is kind of the, the book publishing and RPG development that I live inside of. But my weird Umbra spirit side is actually um, the uh, hosting and live play and um, media talent as well, too. I, I have done a lot of hosting work for Geek and Sundry and Wizards of the Coast and um, College Humor and a bunch of other kind of digital streaming companies that are really loving and embracing all of the RPG live content that's out there right now. And and I had the pleasure to be around the inception of Geek and Sundry's Twitch stream originally. And um, I got to, I got to like, um, I remember very, very distinctly sitting at a, a desk in Geek and Sundry working on a show while literally uh, Critical Role was pitching their show concept at Geek and Sundry right next door, you know? So I was wow. kind of on the ground floor for a lot of the cool things that uh, are are now so just ingrained into our, our culture. Um, and I had the pleasure of being able to work on Tabletop Season 3 and Season 4 as well, too, as, as a game producer. So, yeah, I guess it's, it's hard to say what do I do because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love games and I love making shows about games. That's That's pretty much what I've managed to refine it to at this point. So mm-hmm. That's awesome. And I think the more we move into whatever stage of, of gaming we are in, some folks have uh, called it a golden age of gaming, and I, I think that's true. As we move into this maybe platinum age that includes actual plays and things like that, I think it's a, uh, a wonderful addition to uh, the individual tables and LARPs and things like that that we've been used to back in the old days, us old fuddy-duddies. Um, so it's good to have this uh, become integrated, I think, into gaming from the beginning, like from well, the LARP, ground up. LARPs were so personal, and especially mm-hmm. like you're talking about in those in those days in which, especially in the World of Darkness uh, arena, like those LARPs were very... They were large for a reason. Everyone really enjoyed being able to pass the ball story-wise to be able to get involved in other people's stories, but also tell their own. And in many ways, they were just ostensibly the test market for what's really become the the the, the growing live play kind of area now. The thing is, is that the people who are now playing at a table are very comfortable sharing that intimate space that a table creates when you put together people and a game master. And they're much you know, it's just, it's fascinating. It's fascinating to watch how the sharing of stories has taken us back into a place where we're basically going back to campfires. We're going back to campfires and shadow puppets, um, which I love personally. I think it's the best. Um, Rather than just being handed a scripted, outlined 10 episode series that has, you know, millions of dollars of production attached to it. Um, People are getting invested into stories that people are making up right there live on the spot. It touches that primordial space that I think werewolf as a game evokes in a lot of ways, the sense of humanity from the very beginning. And where are we now? Absolutely. Awesome. So, 
Hunter's Entertainment is known for a couple of different games, a few other things that are out there, but tell our listeners a little bit more about the things you've done in the past, and then we're going to dive in and really talk about Werewolf. Yeah, right. I know. Let's get to the meat, right? Um, right. But uh, the Hunter's Entertainment um, is a book publishing company, um, but it's also a, a video production company. But we started, our first product was Outbreak Undead, which is a zombie survival simulation RPG. It was a it was an original concept RPG that me and a few college buddies put together because we really wanted that meaty survival horror kind of game that had zombies in it and granted this was the time during like dawn of the dead reboot and when max brooks's uh zombie survival guide was out like the the zombie hype was real um and we put out this game in order to kind of wet our palate on that kind of a world and we carried that product for several years it was kind of like our baby then we also had the pleasure of working with doug levadowski and jonathan gilmore on kids on bikes um Mm -hmm. to be able to help bring that to market and explore strange adventures in small towns and then recently we put out our storytelling game icarus which is a storytelling game about how great civilizations fall so it doesn't have a gm but everybody comes together to build a fictional world that they will topple with story cards that present problems and every single time players fail to solve those problems um they're creating a dice tower that when collapsed thus does the civilization so we have a a wide variety which is great and i think that sort of wide variety brings some skills into uh, a game in a space like werewolf will yeah, we, um, we've, we've done everything we can to work with developers that are in-house, out-of-house. Uh, we had the pleasure of helping put together the We Are Live Frontier show that's currently on YouTube right now, as well as um, Relics and Rarities, which is Deborah Ann Wall's show. Um, in which addition, I love. I love oh, that show. It's a great show, right? Deborah is amazing. Um, and then we also got to work on Sagas of Sundry as well, too, myself as a GM, but then also bringing some of that interactive, off-the-table experience to it. Awesome. And I think there's some interesting, not mechanically, but thematically familiar bits in Icarus that I am that I was picking up when I was reading information about it into what is potentially happening in Werewolf the Apocalypse with that impending society is potentially going to collapse or the world is going to break down sort of situation. Right. And, you know, we've been we've been carrying the apocalypse um, for decades now. And I have to say it's been that the tension never ceases. It's always wonderful to see how the Garu and how everyone is still striving for it and knowing that that there is an end, there is, there is only one true end, um, but the fight along the pathway is is worth every single story, you know, and um, that's that's powerful, I think, being able to to fight no matter what the odds. Yeah, absolutely. That is definitely a powerful sort of space for story. So why werewolf? Um, what about the game? Uh, got you personally excited? What? Why was werewolf a good fit for Hunter's Entertainment? Well, I think we just we just said it a little bit. Um, it's such a good and wonderful theme that is so relevant and so interesting right now. And we uh, werewolf was the first game I ever GM'd. And um, I really found the mythos and the the attitude around the story so compelling that um, I just wanted to kind of like feed into it. And it was the really the the game that 
as a GM, I looked at it and I had more ideas than I knew what to do with. And mm-hmm, so absolutely. writing it all down, I just couldn't get to all of them. And I would, you know, try to hit these different story points in our story, but just realize that like, I could keep this going forever because there's just so much to explore and do. And our, our whole team feels that way. Um, we've all been World of Darkness fans um, in all of its different iterations um, since uh, since really the early days. And my 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 utmost joy is to is to kind of come back and look at that first game and go back and now and do this announcement and realize holy crap (laughs) (laughs) all ties together what what, wishes do come true i guess question mark (laughs) um because never never would i have imagined that we would have been able to be a part of this and you know i had i had the pleasure of being introduced to the world of darkness team through some of the the live plays that we've been produced over the years and i'm I had the pleasure of being Garrick, um, who was uh, who was a, a Tremere, an elder, a very old Tremere on L.A. by night. But really, that was my only interaction with their actual team. Um, but we were we were very very interested in something like this, and when we heard it was something that we could go out for, we we dropped literally everything, Josh, like everything. I think, I think someone was supposed to go, I think it was my lead developer who was going to go out of town for that week. And he just like dropped it. And we just put, we just put all of our focus and effort into it. Um, just because we were that excited about the the possibility of being able to put it to, 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 to be a part of it. That makes complete sense. Uh, I know something this big, when I got asked, um, to work on a mage book a while ago, a couple of years ago, I was like, yeah, sure. Whatever you want i will do anything uh, a chance to write for the purple book i'm yeah, on board so the purple book yes please can i have a purple can i have a purple accreditation please a purple medal so <laughs> yep. please um, and thank you absolutely so i get where you're coming we're from passionate. we're we love it we're 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 very invested into um making sure that we represent this the 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 best way we can and um we have every intent of of showing it the the love and glory that it deserves that's awesome to hear and i know a lot of fans out there want to make sure that the the history of this game is given the respect that it's due as well as making sure that the game is relevant in 2019 as much as we can do. Yeah. Talk about a tall order, right? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um, So much legacy, which is great. I mean, especially when you want to work on anything licensed, um, the more you have, the better, honestly, it just, it, it gives you, it gives you, they often say when you, and we talk about this with new designers as well too, that, um, Designing within parameters always makes a stronger game. If if uh, there is a certain venue in which, you know, artistically, if you're given open borders, then you know a lot of wonderful, crazy things can happen. But we're actually really excited that that we have so much to work with on the back end. So yeah. Mm, that's a good point um, about the parameters thing. I know when I've worked with writers before, I've, I've, it's often easier to hand them a hey write a thousand words on exactly this and let them experiment within that space and then take it back and say, okay, how, what's our grand vision? How do we take these pieces together and develop into a whole? It's always that process of finding, finding the spaces, but then using a good framework, a good outline to build from that. Yeah. I mean, it's very hard to build a building unless you literally laid down a foundation, right? (laughs) Right. Exactly. 
And I guess that brings me uh, to a question. I've gotten asked this by a few folks because I am uh, a mentor for writers on the Storytellers Vault and through my work at uh, High Level Games, which is a company that I'm a co-partner in. And they have come to me asking, hey, I'm a freelancer. I'm super excited about Werewolf. Obviously, you know, you're tapped into the Werewolf thing. Um, do you think there's any chance for uh, for freelancers or will there be an open call at any point for writers to say, hey, I'm interested in this. This is uh, this is something I love. Can I help you write the book? Yeah, and and we've already been getting a lot of uh, solicitation of people who are very interested, and it's it's wonderful to see so many passionate ind- uh, individuals who are wanting to to contribute to this property. We're still so early of um, getting the team together that the idea of um, staffing up freelancers is just really not in the mindset right now. Mm-hmm. But we we want to keep the door open. Because that's that's something that it's um, passion is not something that can be taught, and that's something I've always tried to keep in mind as a small business owner, just as much as anything else. Like skills can be learned, but passion is not taught. You know, so my uh, it is it would be my greatest joy to be able to bring on passionate people who want to help contribute to to this property, moreover than just finding someone who is incredibly technically gifted if that makes any sense. And um, I, I can't say when <laughs> that sure. uh, that kind of call will happen, um, but I, I definitely know that um, there is absolutely no reason not to reach out. You know, the only way that you're going to get a no is if you don't try. Awesome. And I will pass that information on because that's definitely a good thing. It's always a balance of trying to figure out, hey, I'm interested in this thing and I want to throw my name in the hat, but I don't want to be too aggressive and then be like, Hey, I'm not, those are not the people I need. <laughs> right. You know and let me, actually, I, I thought about it too. Let me rephrase it. The only way you're guaranteed to get a no is if you don't submit. So proper yep. English there, but yeah, no, it's, it's fine. And I know it's, it's sometimes difficult to want to put yourself out there because you do feel like you're, you might be um, abrasive, but there are definitely ways to put yourself out there that do not um, shove you down people's throat. And that's usually mostly about the follow-up. You know what I mean? Submitting yourself is totally cool, um, but submitting yourself every day for two weeks is when you start getting on the aggressive side. You know? Yep. Yep. That makes complete sense. Throw your hat in the ring, but don't dance around the ring afterwards. (laughs) (laughs) Or, you know, what they like to do, and this is something that uh, is pretty prevalent in just job hunting in general, um, submit and then pretend like you're not going to get it. Move on right. with your life and continue to work hard knowing that you never know what's going to come back towards you. Um, because if you have high expectations on whether or not you're going to get something or not, you're you're probably going to, um, you're probably just going to, to, you know, you could get sad just as a result. But if you, if you submit constantly and have confidence that something will happen, then that's when the job that you get becomes the thing that you work hard on because you got it. It's yours. You know, sorry, we're talking a lot about like life and um, (laughs) philosophy. And I know you want to just talk about fifth edition. (laughs) It's okay. This is the type of thing that I love to do in this podcast and in general, because I think unexpectedly, sometimes we get great advice. And I was talking to B. Dave Walters uh, a a while ago on here, and we barely talked about Werewolf. We talked about his inspiration for Werewolf, and then we talked about lots of other things in gaming. So happy to dive into those spaces as well. I I do do love that, man. He He is a talented individual. 
So I am a huge fan. So, and I guess that does badly segue and uh, us into. Uh, so we're at, at announcement. We can't dive too deeply into Werewolf Fifth Edition and what it will look like because we're early stages. But what sort of uh, what sort of design philosophies are you building now that you think will help? payoff in the future for your edition of this game so i think the thing that we're trying to keep in mind is a lot of what you kind of mentioned earlier josh is is that we want to support the legacy while still moving forward you know it's it's been a long time since we've gotten any new lore um around the you know the meta story so to speak and it that's something that we are we're holding very close to our chest right now because we're wanting to refine it and we want to be really confident going out with it that this is the direction that we're taking it. But in general, we we are very um, passionate about making sure that we are balancing the old and the new in, in a beautiful way. And, you know, for the people out there who are um, playing, you know, W20 and the... And the in the legacy kind of um, addition around it, it's like we we want to acknowledge and respect, and more importantly, we want to we want to move forward with that kind of with that kind of stuff in place. And at the same time, we also know that V5 is out, and that we're in a position to make W5, you know, and that's that's really where I think we stand. Most importantly, as the high philosophy, we we want to incorporate a lot more people other than just the core team that we have right now that are involved in hunters. So uh, we want to incorporate a lot of people outside of our core team. Like it is our goal to, to bring on um, as many talented, knowledgeable and um, skilled individuals to make this the best possible game we we can. Like this is, this is, where I, I hate to be like all John Hammond about this, but like I'm very much like spare no expense, <laughs> you know? yeah, make sure. it make the make it the make it the best we can. So we're 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 really passionate about um, building up the right team to and making sure that fans have a chance to look at it before it's even done. Frankly, and I don't know necessarily what that means yet. We just know that we're. We and we do this a lot in some of our other games too. Is we really like, we like to test often early. Is mm-hmm. kind of something that we like to do, and um, you know, yeah. I mean, I think I think that's the I think that's the most and best. I don't know if that completely answers your question, um, but I think that's I think that's where I can land right now. Yeah, I think that's a solid answer considering where you are in the process of everything. It really everything. did just happen. Like, it literally, we're, uh, every day I'm on Slack and we're having big, long, lengthy conversations about the game and, and the philosophy in general. And I've always found that when you have a strong foundation, that's when you go out and start building it up. But then also, don't be afraid to tear it all down and start it all over again if it's not right, you know? Mm-hmm. So, you know. I, I like uh, what you just said there is that uh, sometimes in the development process you realize that you need to you need to reassess and rebuild rather than say oh we've already got all of this we're going to use all of it regardless and I think getting a game right requires a, a utilizing that process several times yeah I mean I've, I worked in animation enough to know that the first draft of an animated film is the farthest away from what the final film actually looks like, you mm-hmm. know? And, um, 
the you'd be so surprised if, if you ever had an opportunity watch the watch the story on um, the Emperor's New Groove uh, because the the movie that that should have been when it was early DreamWorks before it actually um, became the thing that it was going to be it couldn't have been more different but that's also why animated films take three to four years at a minimum just to get out so you know timing is a thing too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, timing and then the process and then all of the development. Yeah, it absolutely makes sense why that takes uh, iterations and time to make happen. So I think my next question ties into that a little bit, and it's a hard question. So do you think that, and this will, my listeners will not be surprised that I'm asking this question. Hopefully I'm asking it in a good way. Are you going to be looking at particularly Native American elements and other maybe Asian elements that could be uh, involved in the game, perhaps African elements that will be involved in Werewolf. How are you maybe looking at those elements and seeing how has the game done this in the past and how can we build in a sensitivity to that uh, in our development of this moving forward? We are definitely aware of just like how much background and history are in some of those kind of core tribes that have strong cultural affiliations, um, but may have, um, you know, and have been carried through over the years uh, throughout the editions. I will say that I am highly aware that it is not the 90s anymore. And one of the things that we're definitely passionate about is is looking, well, you know, I'll, I'll just say it. We, I, I would like to have a voice. I think it's something that would be important to me. It's important to me personally, you know, and I won't, I won't really beat around the bush. I would like to make every effort to try to see if I can find a voice and still make sure that the legacy is being upheld because that is important. But moving forward, I, I think it's important that there is an opportunity to be able to acknowledge that and build a great game, still a world of darkness, but also understand that that's, that's something that is not only possible, but highly encouraged, if not necessary, nowadays, you know? And I don't know, that's, that's just as much of a personal thing um, as it is anything else. And it's, it's, t- it's a tough question because all I can really say right now is what I want. Sure. And I respect and I know that it was a hard question. I think from my perspective, um, and from this should, again, not shock any of my listeners, is that we can go dark, we can tackle the really hard things in our world and in the world of darkness and we can do so in a way that people see themselves in that darkness and then see a way through it and out of it without um, digging a hole and without creating a perception of harm to people in the direction of them werewolf is a story about monsters all yes. right every every guru is a monster and that's that's unavoidable like there is just monsters have repercussions. Repercussions are things that exist in our world and in the world of darkness. And I I don't think anyone's exempt from being able to be in this state. But I think you're right. There is something to be said that in a world of monsters, what does it mean? What does it mean when you are a monster? Uh, frankly, and werewolf more than any of the other creatures, I would say, are so blinded by rage that what what do you do when you see the trail of bodies behind you you know i think that's a powerful question that's a core of any werewolf game there's a thought process that i want to go down but i don't think it's appropriate for our interview but it may be something that i'll talk about uh, on the podcast again in the future but i do think there's a space for 
we've done harm. How do we fix that harm? At least in a story, maybe that will be a story that I'll run at some point, um, where we, where you look at all of the things that have happened in our history and the settlement of the Americas and go, how do we do better from this? How do we move forward from this? Which I think is an essential Garou question. The only way forward is forward. That is a that is a very direct and um, obvious answer. Sorry. Yeah. Um, no fair. So, what? Other things, is there anything else that you're like, I'm super excited about this for W5 that you can talk about at this stage? I'm I'm hoping we can have a few more conversations as development is happening, but what else do you think is like a, hey, I'm super excited about this. I want people to know X, Y, and Z. Uh, you know, I, I really, I feel like I've divulged so much already, <laughs> to be fair. And we are literally just, um, you know, less than a week since even just announcing our partnership. But I... I, I really just, I think I want to overemphasize just how excited we are to be a part of this journey and how um, how much stock and, and uh, willpower that we want to put into this property and how aware we are of all the different factors that um, something like a werewolf is a part of. And the good news is, is that I have the wonderful team behind the world of darkness to, to be with me every step along the way. I don't feel like I've been cut off into the, the, the void of space. Um, that is, uh, that is, you know, when you take something like this and that does often happen with, with some properties is you literally just like, okay, here you go. We'll see you at approval time. Right. Um, we're, we're, we're really lucky that that the world of darkness team is just as passionate and they're like my mentor right now frankly and to make sure that we are we are moving forward in the best way we possibly can and make a really awesome book and make an amazing game that i think we can all feel proud of come 2021 awesome and i have to tell folks um from my research into hunters and the folks and the games that you've written the books that you've written the products that you've developed the people involved are top class and i know some of our listeners and some people interested in werewolf are like you know who's hunters entertainment and i think we've talked about that a little bit but from my perspective there are great teams and great companies uh, in the RPG development space. And this and your organization is one of them that I think is absolutely well suited for taking this product and creating the game that we want people to play. Well, thank you, Josh. That's um, honestly, that means a lot because we are hyper aware and we're aware of the fact that like we are new and that we are asking the community to put a lot of faith in us. And we just, uh, we just we humbly gratefully accept that and we just hope to do do justice do you justice and so thanks man (laughs) absolutely and one way or another werewolf the podcast will be here uh, along the way and hopefully we will be making sure uh we're telling the tale as a good galliard would and you get the renown that you deserve (laughs) Uh, it's all good man well i appreciate it and um i'm i would hope that just as any good friend you will you will let me know if i'm about to jump into a landmine Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, we, we will definitely do that. All right, everyone. Uh, thank you very much, Ivan, for joining us today. Uh, this has been a wonderful uh, conversation. Uh, I've really enjoyed it. Um, so until we get an answer to the question of when will you rage, we'll talk to you all again soon.